0: You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show.
1: Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Anchor Group One Realty studio in West Monroe. John Tabor is always doing a fantastic job back at the Sports Talk 977 headquarters in rustin let's talk a little uh, louisiana tech athletics with the ad tommy mcclellan He joins us on the darren moody state farm Highline. how you doing this morning bud i'm doing well Ed. how are you good we love the interaction of course with the listeners already got a text here from one listener wanted to know from you tommy just uh overall describe what a, a typical day is like for an athletic director
2: uh,
3: well i don't you know there's certainly uh an anticipated uh typical day and then there's uh, the day, uh, that may occur uh, from one day to the next. But, you know, obviously our jobs are very seasonal driven. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, you're, as, as we're getting into football season right now, we've got, you know, our event staff and our game management staff are getting ready to get the stadiums ready and the facilities ready to host, whether that's football or soccer or volleyball. And, um, you know, there's, uh, those seasons as you're getting a, uh, closer to the games, um, you know you're you're kind of prepping for the uh, for the season, and so then there's the you know the fundraising staff that's certainly out there trying to uh, make sure that everybody's got their parking passes and, and all those things that are going on right now, uh, and certainly compliance never ends, and uh, they we have signing periods, so it's really marked by it's a cyclical deal. There's different periods of time, um, but for me as an athletic director, I can't tell you how many times uh, you know you have a day lined out, you've got these objectives you want to do, and then um, you know, something walks through your door that morning that you've got to really deal with either half the day or all the day, in some cases, maybe even uh, be multiple days that you're dealing with. And uh, I think at that point, that's where, you know, it's important to have a really good staff of people that are around you <clears throat> so that when those things that desire your attention come up, uh, you know, the operations of the athletic department, uh, i.e., hosting a game or events, can continue to operate uh, as you deal with those things that demand your attention. Uh, and I've learned. Uh, it's hard to predict or or determine when those things are going to happen, but Mm. you've got to be able to be responsive when those things do happen and trust your staff to carry on the daily business.
1: College football season is quickly approaching, and of course uh, your season your home opener uh, a couple weeks away with Southern coming in. I know you're always looking for ideas and trying to tweak the game day experience. Anything new for this year, and how have uh, season ticket sales gone so far this year?
3: Yeah, no, we're always trying to enhance what we do for our game day atmosphere. and Certainly, if we take a step back, well, you know, you can obviously see uh, a lot of things. Whether they're physical things, new buildings, and, and certainly last year, I think the biggest upgrade to the to the fans were the, the concession and the, the bathroom areas, particularly the bathrooms, uh, the upgrade there. Um, but always the experience, and how, how do we? How do we decrease the lines? How do we increase the quality of the food and the experience? How do we, um, you know, outside of the outcome of the game, you know, how can we have fans walking away saying this was a great experience for me and my family and certainly want to come back. And so that's always something that we're trying to do and, and uh, look at look to other places. What are they doing? How can we improve the game day experience? And uh, You know, one of the things is just trying to do service with a smile and, and have our game day folks uh, be prepared to uh, – to greet people and to welcome them to the stadium, and certainly encourage them to come back. And I feel like our game based staff has done that, and we want to continue to, to have a great experience. Uh, season ticket sales are going really well. Um, certainly, there's still time to get our, our season ticket. Your season tickets. Uh, uh, having the game, our first home game, be the second week provides an additional week of selling uh, for our ticket office. Um, but we look to having a great season. Certainly, that first game against Southern, uh, we feel like as it was the case last time. Uh, a couple years ago when we played them, uh, it was a capacity crowd, and, and actually that was the first game of the year, and students weren't really in session yet. So we, there's an anticipation the crowd could even be larger uh, because we might have more students at the game. And so um, just a lot of optimism around the, uh, the football office and, and the athletic department in general, uh, not only regarding football, but certainly our soccer program and volleyball and cross-country, all of the fall sports that are competing are, are very optimistic about their opportunity
1: major improvements over the last couple of years you look at the scoreboard you look at the DAC you look at the luxury suites that were added couldn't you obviously a, a major commitment on those parts but now you start getting the rewards with the, the revenue that those generate can you put that in a dollar figure what those improvements are doing on a yearly basis now for that flag department
3: yeah I mean there's this kind of direct and indirect really you know when you when you think about the way that our obviously we're talking football the way that the football um um revenue was uh, so I'll just call it five years ago before the DAC. uh basically the opportunities that you had was you know the old skybox which uh generated a little over a hundred thousand dollars a year and had been doing that since the late 80s all
1: right we lost tommy there for a second uh we'll get back to him here in a second of course, uh, talking about the game day experience out at uh, Louisiana Tech, it has certainly uh, changed over the last couple of years.
4: Certainly, um, and I know we said no more Urban Meyer stuff. Can I break that rule real quick?
1: Sure. Why we wait for Tommy to get back? Okay. Uh,
4: Brett Murphy, you know, tweeted about the investigation report, saying that we learned Coach Meyer has something has sometimes had significant memory issues in other situations where he had prior extensive knowledge of events. He has also periodically taken medicine that can negatively impair his memory, concentration, and focus. Of course, a lot of people are having fun with this. I'll get back to that later. Uh,
1: Tommy McCollin joins us once again on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline. I apologize for that, Tommy. Uh, You were talking, of course, about the improvements and the money that it's generated. You were talking about the press box uh, and the old suites, the way it used to generate, around $100,000 a year.
3: Yeah, a little over $100,000. And so... When you add the, the south end zone, uh, there's, you know we're generating a little over five hundred thousand dollars now. That 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 money is um, helping to come into the athletic department, and that was kind of the intent and purpose of that. The press box and suites uh, generating over six hundred thousand uh, dollars in revenue, um, and so again, the combined the the direct of those two projects is over a, a million dollars, a little, right at one point one million, and um, and some of that's helping towards you know, the, the, the construction of the press box on, on the press box revenue, um, but it still is a, a major increase of um, uh, revenue and cash flow that allows us to do those things. Uh, so, and then when I say direct and indirect, the indirect is, you know, let's say you had a family or a business. Let's just use a business as an example. A business that says, hey, I want to be at the premium area or I want to be at the best place at, at the games to watch football, and that might have been the chair back seats. And so now that business, when we had the DAC, they moved into the DAC, and then that freed up spots in the in the blue chairs uh, for fans to then uh, to, to stretch themselves to get into there. And then when the press box was built in, maybe some of those corporations moved to a suite, which then gave people the opportunity to move into the club level. So uh, it really not only was the direct amount of increase of dollars, but allowing people to kind of fall in the scale. How do they want to interact with the game? Do they want to do it? Uh, at a very minimum amount, which is certainly fine, the majority of our stadium is is aluminum chairs or aluminum bleachers, uh, or do they want a a different experience? Now we have that opportunity for those folks.
1: Tommy, a lot of schools, of course, are looking to generate revenue, and they go in with alcohol sales in uh, the general admission areas. Is this something perhaps on the rise or an issue that you guys have discussed?
3: Yeah, it's something we always discuss, and, and it's been—you know—it's probably been over ten years now that this conversation has uh, has been prevalent. And you know, I, yes, to say that it would never happen at Louisiana Tech, uh, you know, is—you is, know—that's a bold statement. Uh, but I think at this point in time, uh, you know, with my conversations with Dr. Geis and others, that it's just not something that we're prepared at this point in time to move forward with. But certainly recognize that things change and that. Uh, you know, that, that uh, environments and, and, you know, expectations change. Uh, revenue is always something that you need. You know, you need to look at it. You've got to figure out ways to do it. But at this point in time, it's just not something that we feel that we're going to move forward with. Uh, again, not to say that that won't change in the future, but uh, that's just our position at this point in time.
1: Speaking of additional revenue, I know Conference USA has made strides with uh, TV rights uh What could we foresee in the future with the, the league and of course the benefits of Louisiana Tech?
3: Yeah so you know we, we went through a kind of a, a pendulum there. We were on one side we, when we first came in into the league we were you know over um, 800 almost a million dollars in, in television revenue and uh, when that got renegotiated it, it swung way over the other end. We were at around two hundred thousand dollars in TV revenues. those eight hundred thousand dollars lost our budget. Uh, during a time that we desperately needed to continue to grow in our budget.
1: Hmm. All right, unfortunately, I think we've lost uh, Tommy again. Uh, Man, uh, some good stuff there with uh, Tommy McClellan. We certainly look forward to that uh, home opener versus Southern. Jake, I I go back to the the first time a couple years ago, and, man, uh, the one thing about Southern is those fans come out. It doesn't matter home or Mm -hmm. away. They're gonna be there, and of course, uh, the other attraction is they bring their band. The halftime show it is phenomenal.
4: I think that's what a lot of people are excited about is the halftime show. <laughs> it's like, what what is that band gonna look like in that stadium? I think that's gonna be uh, part of the attraction. Um, as far as the game, man, I, you know, I think Louisiana Tech's, Oh yeah, you know. I'd be surprised if it was close. Let's just say that.
1: Uh, and he, as he mentioned the last time, the, the students weren't back for class, and, and that made an impact on the crowd. and It was still a fabulous turnout. And also, if, if my memory is correct, the game was delayed literally for uh, 30, 45 minutes as there was uh, lightning uh, spotted in the area. So that, that got the game off to a little bit of a slow start. But obviously Louisiana took, tech, took care of business on that day. Certainly appreciated that uh, visit with Tommy McClellan. Apologize for the uh, technical issues there. We'll have Tommy on again uh, very shortly to discuss other things, but uh, obviously it all sounds pretty bright right now for the Louisiana Tech Athletic Department. Bulldogs, of course, can help their cause in trying to get a sellout crowd for that home opener if they can take care of business on the road versus South Alabama to start the year. No doubt. Let's take a timeout. You can weigh in at 888-993-7762. At it's the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline slash text line.
5: Attention, everyone. It's time to say big on 2018 Polaris ATVs, Rangers, and Razors during the factory-authorized clearance event at Polaris of Ruston. Louisiana residents ask us about no local sales tax on Polaris off-road vehicles. Come in for the details while selections are good. Polaris of Ruston, 1716 Celebrity Drive, North Louisiana's premier Polaris dealer. On Facebook and check them out on the web at polarisofruston.com. Off-road vehicles can be hazardous to operate and are not intended for on-road use. Polaris adult models
6: for riders 16 and older. Always wear a helmet, be sure to take a safety training course.
7: Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe.
0: Portico in Monroe is back. New owners Joey Trope, Roy Arthur, and Lindsay Levitt invite you to come experience it for yourself. This football season, they'll have eight brand new 65 inch TVs. Great for college football on Saturday and then NFL action on Sunday. They'll have a new full menu, including pizza, wings and loaded nachos. Lunch specials every single day, Monday through Friday, plus brunch on Sunday. Come experience Portico for yourself at 2230 Tower Drive in Monroe.
5: Another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by
4: car King and Monroe. All
1: right, text reader go.
4: All right. Talking about urban Meyer. It was Jerry says it was all about him and you really could expect nothing less or should I say more? Richie says apologizing to a woman you don't believe is just more lying. (laughs) When will it end? (laughs) That's a good point. Richie. Uh, Shane says, there was also some very questionable reporting by the guy who broke the story. He could have released the info at once, but every so often he dropped a little more. Well, he he kept some stuff in his back pocket every time Urban yeah. tried to spin. It's it. like he had a trump card. Yeah,
1: no, no I think he I got an ace in the hole. Now I'll play a jack. Oh, Who's you're your gonna queen? play.
4: You're gonna play this. Okay, yeah. well I've got this yeah. saved up. <laughs> so, kind of outwitted Urban nice. there.
1: But I knew we weren't going to talk about this, but literally I said we win. But literally, if that's where the listeners want us to go, we'll continue to go there. Uh, And it also got personal because literally Urban Meyer called out McMurphy and Mm -hmm. basically said that, you know, he made all this stuff up. So then when somebody calls out your credibility on a stage like that.
4: Well, and I said from the get-go, I think McMurphy still would have did the story. I don't know if he would have gone as in-depth as he did had Urban not made it personal. You know, when Urban straight up denied it and questioned his credibility, I feel like that gave Brett McMurphy extra incentive to go all
1: out. Well, didn't he say as soon as uh, he said those statements at Big Ten Media Day, then he loaded up and he Uh went to Columbus, Ohio?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he obviously – Urban didn't do himself any favor. We we kept talking about how he mismanaged that at media day, but then you got to learn from your mistakes, Urban. You got to do a better job yesterday. And and Richie makes a good points about apologizing to a woman you don't believe is just more lying. Yes, but at the end of the day, you got to end this thing. Okay, you got to end it.
1: You said something before the show started in our uh, lengthy, extensive pre-show meeting, where it's not his character where he's going to be up there and he's going to be passionate.
4: Know about something he doesn't believe, yeah. which is a lot. I'm the same way, so I could kind of see that watching the the press conference, and I was I I, I could I could just sense that, and, and like just like with the World Cup, you with, can't fake it. I can't fake it. I can't fake interest in the World Cup, even if people are interested in it. I'm sorry. Here, this is a much different situation, mm-hmm. but yeah, <laughs> but um, here I could just tell he, he could not bring himself to fake. Yeah, empathy for from for this woman.
1: All right, let's uh, dive into our top 10 storylines again on this top 10 Thursday in the NFL. At number 10, I had the reemergence of the Giants, of course, with uh, Barkley, Manning, and Beckham. At number 9, uh, Jason Garrett. Could this be his last go at it? And, of course, the impact that Dak Prescott must play with this franchise from here on out. At number 8, Andrew Luck, his big comeback. Can he make it all the way back and, of course, get the Colts back in contention at number seven are the browns worth watching again can they win a few games uh for first time in how many years
4: will you tune in tonight uh i'll try yes what a lame answer <laughs> all right <laughs> baker my.
1: playing in the second half or what
4: uh, i don't know he'll play yeah. obviously uh 10 carson Wentz come back nine minnesota do they take a step backward this year Eight, the Browns' improvement. Seven, Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson's health. At number six, Aaron Rodgers' oh, return. No, you think this is top? Stole my thunder. Oh, I got it
1: at number six. Oh, also. perfect. Okay.
4: His return automatically makes the Packers one of the teams to beat in the NFC. Not only that, but this kind of correlates with my number nine. How does this affect Minnesota? Does it? Does it push Minnesota down the totem pole? Um, could we get a premier quarterback battle in the NFC Championship between Green Bay and New Orleans? Or how will Rodgers crush the Cowboys this year? Mm. All of these storylines, you know, I, I think the return of one player it creates more storylines than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Did I just steal your yeah, thunder? Man, you took it all. Man. Okay,
1: sorry. Green Bay returns to being a force with Aaron Rodgers, of course, leading the show at number six for me. At number five, tell me you don't have John Gruden in the return to the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> I seriously have John
4: Gruden's return. That's hilarious. You can
1: take uh, the The 10-year, $100 million deal. You look at Oakland, of course. They were that storyline going into last year. They were ready to take that next step. You may remember in 2016, they were literally 12-3 and 3 on Christmas Eve. And then, of course, Derek Carr goes down with, The broke leg, and then of course it all crumbles. Last season, once again they have such high expectations. John Gruden, what impact will he make, or does he need to make an impact? Does he need to upset the apple cart, or do they fall back to where they were last year? Or was 2016 just kind of like a little smoke and mirrors?
4: Um, I think this would be a lesser story if the Raiders didn't have the talent they have. Everyone has speculated about Gruden's return for so long, so of course it's going to be a big story. But now that he's back with a good team, I think we're all intrigued. And I call the Raiders a good team because they have the pieces to be a good team. Will there be a disconnect though? Stories around him and you know, Mac suggests that there might be. That said, this man knows football and I, I can't wait to see what he does with Carr.
1: All right, that is our number five storyline at number four. You already have talked about that the Eagles. Does Philadelphia take a step backward and of course the return of Carson Wentz. Does Carson Wentz return as an MVP-type player? Also, if Philadelphia does get off to a slow start or if they struggle this year, which is still highly unlikely, but in the NFL you really never know, how long does it take before Eagle fans turn on Doug Peterson?
4: <laughs> I think he's good this year. I think he's good this year. He better be. Uh,
1: they're a different bunch.
4: I understand. Yeah, But he better be good this year. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, my number four is, does Drew Brees have one more in him? Uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He doesn't have a ton of time left, and this might be his best team yet. So, can he perform at an elite level once more and deliver a second championship to New Orleans? I feel like I'm being unbiased. How
1: can you not have the Saints as your number one storyline? Because I'm
4: trying to be unbiased. Oh. You don't understand that. Yeah. You're like, oh, local, number one. <laughs> <laughs> So that's number – I think that's the fourth biggest storyline in the NFL. I think that – I was honestly going, eh, is this, is this the fourth biggest? I think it's worthy of being number four. You, you can't put it number one. You'll see why you can't put it number Your one.
1: impersonations of me, man. They are just right Spot on. on. Yeah, I know. What was that one? Uh, whoa, boss, number
4: one. <laughs> no, local, number one. Uh, local, number one, whatever. <laughs> you're you're – uh, I could go and do your – your telecast. You yeah, there you go.
1: We'll, we'll see about that. At number three, you probably have this a lot higher, just the state of the Patriots. Could this yes. be the end of the Are dynasty? Is this the end of the run?
4: How is this below the Saints? From uh, how Brady you, and Belichick. How can you realistically say that this is lower than the Saints? Is there a right.
1: crack in their armor? Uh, yes. And how many times, that, and we look, and you, you start ranking the, put. you know, the skill level, the talent level on all these franchises. And every year you look at the Patriots and say, well, they're they're not top 15. And then every single year, whether it's the division that they play in, which is getting better, they're there. They're in contention. They're in the hunt. And, of course, we're talking about Brady and Belichick at the end of the year.
4: There's a crack in the armor, but does it matter? I'm going to talk more about that later because it should be much higher on your list. My number three is... Dak Prescott, is he going to silence the doubters this year? He had a tough season last year. He's taking criticism for comments this preseason. Doesn't have a ton of offensive weapons. This is a huge year for Dak as the face of the franchise. So how will he respond to all the scrutiny? I want to see if he can have a bounce-back season, get Dallas back in the conversation.
1: I don't know if he's good enough as a passer to – to carry that's why down. i think it's such a big story you've got
4: so many people who were all deck it was like deshaun watson last year you know, oh my gosh dak prescott is incredible then he has a season he has last year well i don't think he's that good we kind of see this all the time with camp newton
1: too and i understand uh Des Bryant had lost the ability to, to separate and of course jason Witten was still slow as molasses but somehow Witten still found ways to get open and he take those two off and what did they replace those two guys with
4: not much. <laughs> that's that's I, I that's why I wanted to say. You know, his wide receiver core is not that good. Maybe the worst in the NFL. Honestly. Um, that said, still the pressure's on, man. Playing the Big D, your America's team. Go out. You got to go out and have a good season, especially after you're receiving the the criticism that you've received this offseason season for the comments you've made.
1: So now we've gotten down to our top two storylines yes. in the 2018 NFL football season. What have we got right? What have we got wrong so far? Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two, or what's your number one storyline for this upcoming season? At number two, this has been probably one of the biggest storylines so far. Just going in, what rookie quarterback uh-huh. will make the biggest
4: impact? That's uh, my number two as well,
1: and I, I think we probably have it hyped up too much because ultimately, no. of these five guys. Are any of them, do they have the potential to lead their team into a divisional championship, a conference championship, or even perhaps into a Super Bowl? Well,
4: I would argue it's always fun, at least for me, it's always fun to watch rookie quarterbacks perform and see, especially when you have these this many performing, see who got it right, who got it wrong. Obviously, it's a process. It's going to take years to fully understand which franchise got it right, but it's going to be fun to watch how all these quarterbacks do in their rookie year. Josh Allen. I think has looked really good in the preseason, shockingly good. Um, so I want to see if the Bills' coaches. And he's staff,
1: probably the one people thought would make have the toughest adjustment, exactly. making the jump from college to the NFL.
4: Exactly. I think the Bills' coaching staff has done a great job with him. I want to see if they can continue to do a great job with him and see if he can progress. Because of course, they don't have AJ McCarron to fall back on. Um, you look at you know Baker Mayfield. Will he play? Won't he play? That's a fun storyline. Josh Rosen has to be ready at any given time with Sam Bradford because we know how injury played he can be.
1: I saw somebody put the uh, over and under at uh, Game 11 when uh, you know, Cleveland finally decides to pull the trigger and give Mayfield some playing time. And a lot of them said it, it would be right around there. And I thought and it seems like Ma- Baker, deep, make, Baker Mayfield would be probably playing a little bit early. If it's that deep, then Cleveland has made major strides and they're still in contention for a playoff spot. Yeah, if it's that deep,
4: I don't see it happening. Uh, Tyra Taylor, I kind of feel like Baker's going to sit this year. I know people don't want to hear that. I know people don't want to think that. But Tyra Taylor is a veteran quarterback. Why rush Baker's development? Why rush him onto the field?
1: And Hugh Jackson has to win right now.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, you know, I think Tyra Taylor's going to keep that job for most, of, unless an injury happens or something like that. Or unless he just straight up doesn't perform well. Um, and then uh, Sam Darnold got to mention him just because of you know a lot of people are hyping him up I was listening to Bill Simmons podcast today the they were talking about the greatest quarterbacks in Jets franchise history talk about how Sam Darnold has kind of an easy path to become that because they haven't had a lot of great quarterbacks since Joe Namath Aaron um you know when you run through the list you're like oh, oh is Vinny Testaverde the, the best way he got here um so yeah I, I think that's the fun storyline to follow and then of course Lamar Jackson I don't think he'll play. I think Joe Flacco will play, especially after what we've seen this preseason. So
1: Baltimore's strategy worked. Bring in Lamar Jackson, a dynamic playmaker. Joe Flacco comes in. He's motivated. He's inspired. Mm-hmm. He's pissed off, and he looks good.
4: Yeah. So rookie quarterbacks, I don't think it's overrated. I and think Josh
1: Rosen, we failed to mention him. The, I think no, we, I did. I okay. mentioned him. And just the fact that should have been the number one storyline, Sam Bradford. Uh, how long will he last?
4: Right. Um, but as far as rookie quarterbacks go, I think it's made the preseason a lot more enjoyable. Um, you know you're tuning in and it keeps your attention a little bit longer trying to watch these guys and i think it's going to be a fun storyline to watch over the course of the season
1: all right there's no uh, denying what the number one storyline should be in this state going into this football season and that of course being the saints can they continue to make that super bowl push can of course their talented rookie class from last year avoid the sophomore slump
4: this isn't louisiana's top NFL storylines. This, this year. was
1: my top 10 NFL storylines of this year. You'll make this argument every time. The
4: number one storyline in the NFL is the Patriots organization. Normally, I'd say we won't hear much about the behind the scenes, you know, rift between Kraft, Brady, Belichick. But that hasn't been the case recently. Now I want to hear about their relationship and how it evolves or devolves over the course of the season. Because the Pats have been the most dominant team of my generation. That's what makes this the most compelling storyline of the NFL season. All right. Right again.
1: Top 10 Thursday. Uh, That was the final one of the summer. Is that correct?
4: Yeah. We got high school football, top 10 football games every
1: week now. We milked that cow for everything it has.
4: We sure did. I'm kind (laughs) of glad. I was running out of ideas. (laughs) To be honest.
6: Uh,
1: you want to talk a little uh, LSU football coming up after the break, and then at 845 we'll dive into the high school ranks with uh, the two jamborees, including the Eddie Robinson Classic out of Grambling. Brian Lowe will join us at 845. You can join us at eight 993 7762 By the way, Jake has done a horrible job of promoting this, but uh, we have a Facebook page.
4: The Morning Drive with Aaron Dietrich and Jake Martin. It's on Facebook. Check us out. Like, share. We will continue to post updates and audio.
1: How many uh, likes do we have now? I think we're, you know, sniffing 100. Uh, the goal is to get to a uh, 1,000, and I think it can happen. Sure. If uh, Jake learns how to promote, pulls a, you know, a Don King on us.
4: I've been promoting. You you have a bigger following than I do. You need to get out there. Well, by the way,
1: I've been posting more on Twitter, at Aaron's Aces, and what i found is the more that I post on Twitter – the less followers I get, I'm, I'm losing followers by the day.
4: The the goal is to, is to post uh, entertaining <laughs> material. The goal is to you know give the people what they want. You lo- you, don't, you can't seem to do
1: that. I lost five in the last three days.
4: <laughs> Maybe they were robots. Uh, they Did you care. buy some yeah, some I don't fake know. followers?
1: I don't know. 888-993-7762. nine nine three seven seven six two. We'll get back at the task at hand after the break.
0: If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit NetTech.net or call 866-668-0001 today.
2: once again, it's on. Team Up Sports Consulting is bringing you the Eddie Eddie G. Robinson Robinson High School School Football Football Classic Classic Jamboree Jamboree 4. Presented by Creed and Creed. Serious attorneys for serious injury. The Eddie G. Robinson High School Football Classic Jamboree. Saturday, August 25th in the Robinson Memorial Stadium on the campus of Grambling State University. In its fourth year, Team Up Sports Consulting is bringing another exciting day of hard-hitting football action. Guess who's back from South Louisiana? The Northwest High Raiders are coming to put a beat down on the Faraday Trojans for Game 3. Not up in here. And the rematch everybody's been waiting for from 2015. The high flying eagles of Evangel Christian Academy are back to put it down on the rough and rugged Union Parish Farmers of Farmerville. It's going to be on at the Jamboree this year. You can get your Jamboree tickets at each of the participating schools now. Check out more details at egrobinsonclassic.com our facebook page at eddie g robinson classic
5: good morning louisiana this is the morning drive this hour is sponsored by car king in monroe
1: one of uh, my favorite listeners has just called in on the darren moody State from hotline one of the reasons i like him so much is because he tries to keep jake in line that being ronnie ronnie what's on your mind good morning guys it's a pleasure to speak with you this morning morning right? you have a barb directed at jake
8: yeah jake i love you to death man but you got to come out of the closet as a cowboys fan or something you did the same so badly with your top 10 this morning you how could Uh, you possibly work it come on jake come out out of the closet (laughs) Aaron, (laughs) aaron he has a secret aaron he has a secret job with espn Look, I know ESPN will cover the Patriots until we turn yeah. the television off when the Patriots come on. I'll yeah. know what color Tom Brady's underwear are every day. But come on, Jake. It isn't Louisiana, man. You are on I a show that. in Louisiana. I'm you trying to
4: be think? I'm trying to be unbiased when I make these lists, okay? First of all. Secondly, you mean to tell me Let's let's say you're not a Saints fan, you're a Jaguars fan. You mean to tell me that, that what's going on with the Patriots behind closed doors between Kraft, Brady and Belichick, the three guys most responsible for this I mean dynasty that we've seen over the last couple of decades. You mean to tell me that you're not interested in seeing that relationship unravel and how it affects them on the field this year because I believe as long as Brady and Belichick are there, they're gonna be contenders. So I think it's gonna be interesting to see if they're once again contenders while this relationship continues to sour. How is that not the number one storyline in the NFL?
8: I agree that it is interesting. I'm not saying that it isn't.
4: But okay. you tell me Let me follow up. Which, let, me, let me follow up one more.
1: Let Ronnie finish okay,
8: his
4: man. Let me follow up one more and then you can talk. If you, that said, you're still a Jaguars fan. You admit that, that's interesting. You're a Jaguars fan. You're going to say the number one storyline in the NFL is the Saints and, how, and if Drew Brees can win another one? I think it's a top four. I had it number four. But I can't say it's the number one storyline in NFL if I have no association with the Saints.
8: Okay. Would you rather see Green Bay and New England in the Super Bowl or would you rather see
4: New Orleans
8: and anybody in the Super Bowl?
4: All right. As a fan, I'd rather see New Orleans than anybody. As a as a anybody,
8: I, as a anybody, as, as an any, anybody. Okay, as
4: not, an anybody, I'd rather see. At, I'd rather see Green Bay. I, I, to be honest with you, I'd rather see Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Oh.
8: And you think would that you would be a more exciting? Oh no, never. I could I could call myself as unbiased as I could possibly be. See, we trick ourselves into saying unbiased. It's impossible. You, yeah. it's it's almost impossible. To completely objectively look at everything because you're a product of everything you've grown up being. You I mean, you grew up in Faraday and Vidalia, Natchez, around that area. I, and I, I mean, I know exactly where you're from. I understand completely the idea of being unbiased, but it's, it's practically impossible to completely be unbiased. And there is no way anybody from North Louisiana, unless they're a transplant, could truly convince me that the most exciting storyline in the NFL this year is not, is Drew Brees the MVP or is Kamara the MVP, how, how the Saints end up finishing, does Drew Brees get injured?
4: Mm.
1: That's where you drop the mic tough. and you leave.
4: I, I just, uh, I, you're looking I, at it through Louisiana lens. Yeah, that's, and that's all we do. I, I, I live here. If, you're, if that's the case, then, you know, Tech, LSU, Grambling, ULM, they're going to be top four storylines throughout the year. I mean, I was making fun but of Aaron for the having NFL. them.
6: No, I I'm know, but last week we
4: that. had top ten college football storylines, and Aaron included Tech and ULM. And I'm going, that's not national. National people aren't worried about that.
1: But I am. Right. That's all that matters. Well,
8: for, for the sake of this morning's segment with Ronnie, Aaron, we won't call it where Jake was right and where Jake was wrong. We'll call it where Aaron was right and where Jake was wrong. So I like it. Thanks, <laughs> thank you guys. I love the show. Y'all are Appreciate awesome.
4: Appreciate it, buddy. Always good. Um, so, uh, let me say this. Maybe I'm—I've trained myself to do this because I've written for national, you know, college football and national NFL. You can't just say the Saints are number one when you're talking about national stuff, or LSU is number one when you're talking about national storylines.
1: Yeah. All right, Jake, you need to read these texts that come in. Uh, I like to see you backtracking.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sean says, "Now, Jake, that is blasphemy." Matt says, Jake, that is sacrilege saying you'd rather see Green Bay versus New England over New Orleans. Come on, man. Aaron, do something about him. <laughs> the reason why I say that, as if I was a, I say Jaguar, if I was a Texans fan, whatever.
1: What did I ask you before the show started? I said, are these top 10 NFL storylines or my top 10 NFL And
4: I corrected you. I said, these are the top 10 national storylines. I didn't hear you. I thought you said no. Yeah, you just ignored me. Uh, you said no, mine, and you moved on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I think if I'm a Texans fan, I'm just trying to look at it like I'm not a, a Saints fan.
1: That's wouldn't no fun. You, I, w- I want to be passionate. I want to have interest in things. I mean, you know. We do. We, we openly
4: root for the Saints. We openly talk for, about the Saints. I mean, we talked about the Falcons the other day. I said I thought they would be the most improved, but I don't want them to be the most improved. But still, I just think you have to – you can't if if everything local is number one. That's not fun ranking things. Mm. You know the ending. Like mm. I, I, there's no point in ranking it if you're going to just say, oh well, the Saints are number one. Oh LSU's number one. Texas number one.
1: That's what separates this show from other shows is because that's we we, we incorporate local stuff. If that wasn't of the case, we let's do. just do we national stuff it. all the time. It. We incorporate it. It would be like every other Tom Dick and Harry on a radio. We show.
4: incorporate it, and it's pro- and I try. I go out of my way. Like I thought Saints might have been too high, but then I. I Said, you know what? I think Drew Brees, this being maybe his best chance, his last best chance to win a, a Super Bowl, it's deserving of to being top five, top four.
1: Oh, wow, Marcel laying in. I like that. Marcel just preaching what I just said. Wait, we're getting a lot of texts.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm a Cowboys fan, mostly Dak Prescott fan because he was born and raised in North Louisiana. How many players for the Saints are from Louisiana? Very few. That being said, I do cheer for the Saints, but more so for Dak Prescott. Jay, driving down the road, I actually laughed out loud when Aaron said what's most important to him is the most important. True. That's how he wins arguments, yeah. Jay. Uh, Marcel says, Jake, you need to realize it doesn't matter about being unbiased when your reach is only North Louisiana. You aren't calling cowherd, and we don't give a rip about national news on this show. We can get that anywhere. <laughs> Again. I just explained that. I'm not going to explain that again.
1: Uh, Jake over here, we're just piling in on this on on this segment. Uh, he's a glutton for punishment, so he allowed himself to listen to the Ed O show yesterday. Uh, the biggest oh. thing that came out of it, and we do have a clip here. Uh, everybody still wants to talk about the quarterback situation. Did we learn anything else, Jake, about the direction the Tigers are going to go with against Miami?
4: Hey, one more thing. I'm sorry. I wanted wanted to get back to one more thing because I never got to finish my statement. If I'm a Texas fan and and you ask me, who do you want to see in the Super Bowl, I think I want Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers, I say Aaron Rodgers is the most exciting player to watch. This is a quarterback's league. Drew Brees is right there too, but Aaron Rodgers makes plays that no one else in the league can make. That's why I said Green Bay. All right. Move on. What do you want?
1: Uh, Quarterback situation. Was anything discussed yesterday? Oh, boy. This
4: is a tired tired subject. Uh, Well, I think uh, LSU's quarterback situation should be the number one national uh, headline (laughs) in college football because, of course, we're in Louisiana. Um, It's going to
1: be the number one storyline on this show for quite some time and in North Louisiana uh, and across the state. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Here's Coach O yesterday on uh, his show uh, when asked about the QBs and where they're going.
2: And I'd feel good if anyone one of those wild starters. And uh, obviously, we're going to make the decision soon. May the best man win. And I have no problem playing Joe Burrow or Miles They both great quarterbacks. Let me say this to you, if we name a starter and he goes into the season and he starts and he plays well, we're going to keep him in the game just like any other position. If that starter doesn't do a good job, we're going to put the other
4: guy in and give him a chance.
1: Obviously, somebody had the mic right next to the pork (laughs) chops while somebody was trying to eat, but you get the point. (laughs) That was uh, some really good audio.
4: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, what else do you expect him to say? It's the same thing over and over.
1: Joe Burrow's our guy. We brought him in to be the hired gun. He better get the job done or I'm going to get fired.
4: That's what you take from that?
1: (laughs) No, that's what he should say. Oh, (laughs) yeah,
4: yeah, right. Uh, No, I think ultimately – he keeps saying that they they keep getting graded by Steve Inzminger and that at the end they'll have their grades and that's how they'll establish their starter. I don't buy that. I, I think they already picked Burrow as the starter.
1: Then the other storyline, everything that's taking place with LSU, the eventful month that they've had with the two suspension, two guys with legal issues, the two quarterbacks transferring out. So now the other players that are left are forced to answer these questions, and one of them being Devin White. What role do the players on the team have to take with the younger guys to keep their
6: nose clean? Football is second, you know, being a great person is, you know, what comes first and, you know, it can take you a lot of places in life. Just tell anybody, if you see anybody doing something dumb, you kind of pull them aside and tell them because at the end of the day, you know, they'll listen to one another more than they'll listen to a stranger. So we need to be the ones that hold each other accountable. So basically just. You know, being somebody, mom or dad, you know, every day, even though y- y'all are close in age.
1: There you go. Devin White weighing in.
4: Matt says, Typical media person in love with Aaron Rodgers' jockstrap. Every year, y'all act like he is the best thing since sliced bread, and he still just has one Super Bowl. You know who else ha- has one Super Bowl? Drew Brees. You know who else is great? Drew Brees. Mm. Harzell says, Sorry. There are fans living in Northeast Louisiana of other NFL teams than just the Saints. Granted, New Orleans dominates local opinion. But it is not the only opinion. And unnamed text. Jake wants to brag and say he's done nationality. Really? When you do a national show, do national headlines. But when you're doing a local regional show, do local regional headlines. We do. We do local stuff. We bring you more local stuff than anybody, I feel. We talk high school, college, and NFL. We do the least amount of national, I think, of anybody. So I don't want to hear that, first of all. Second of all, we're doing a top ten list top ten national list. I can't sit here and say Saints are number one just because we're in Louisiana. I'm sorry.
1: I like the fact that Jake's getting agitated. I am that's getting me. agitated. Don't you got a ring to clean later on? Yeah, yeah. That time's about up, isn't it? It's about, time, time, to go, anniversary?
4: That's about time to go work out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> coming up, uh, Brian Lowe joins us as we discuss the Eddie Robinson classic. That is local. That's coming up after the break. And Jake will have one more py- parting shot as we wrap up this show.
2: Hooks Marina presents the Caney Lake High School Fishing Tournament Saturday, September 15th. The entry fee is $80 per two-person team of high school students. Get a sign-up form at Toledo Tackle or Hooks Marina. The first 50 teams to sign up qualify for a $200 gift card. There'll be door prizes given away, too. The National Guard will be at the marina all day on Saturday with activities and toys for the kids. Hooks Marina, the Louisiana National Guard, and Hooters want to invite everyone to attend. That's the Caney Lake High School Fishing Tournament Saturday, September 15th. Check them out on Facebook at Hooks Marina on Caney Lake
8: Hi, Kevin from High Tech. The latest cyber attack has already infected hundreds of thousands of computers in over 150 countries, brought down hospitals, railroads, banks, and even Federal Express right here in the U.S. Are you concerned that you may be vulnerable to the latest cyber attack? Then don't wait. Give us a call at 255-1110 and we'll provide guidance on how you can verify that you're secure. We also have a checklist on our website at solutionsbyhightech.com or find us on Facebook.
0: Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Rustin and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at legacyrehab.net. LOTS. Official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for Trusted Therapy Solutions, powered by Legacy Rehabilitation.
6: Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Mostly sunny skies, not quite as hot today with the high of 91 degrees. Clear skies, cooler temperatures on tonight, a low 66, plenty of sunshine in the forecast with warmer temperatures on tomorrow and a high of 95 degrees.
5: Now, let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe.
1: Welcome back to the show. I can't think of a better way to end this show than with a local story. We are certainly looking forward to this weekend with Jamborees, including a big one out at Grambling, the Eddie Robinson Classic. The organizer of it joins us on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline. Brian Lowe, how are you doing this morning, bud? I'm doing good, Aaron. How are you? Good. Take me back four years ago, how this all started and, of course, how it has evolved through the years.
7: Well, you know, four years, we're excited that this is uh, four four consecutive years with the Eddie Robinson Classic. You know, since the very beginning, you know, we had, uh, you know, we we looked at the Eddie Robinson family and I got together. And, uh, you know, we talked, we were just really having a conversation about, um, you know, how many this generation, these kids are really, don't understand the significant values uh, of Eddie Robinson and what paved the opportunities that they have in front of them right now. So we said, how can we do this uh, as an opportunity to more so as a give back campaign to the schools and to promote the name uh, of Eddie Robinson, um, not only to uh, uh, the Northeast Louisiana uh, region, but even to the surrounding region. So we knew football was the platform, even though Coach Rob did so much for the sport in general. But, um, you know, we, we decided to, to uh, put something together for these high school kids and promote all of the values that Eddie Robinson uh, instilled in his athletes. So this was a great platform. It, it's a give-back campaign to all of the schools. They're excited. Uh, it's a great way for them to kick off their season. Uh, with playing on a, on a college campus with so much tradition and uh, history. So they're excited and ready to go, and they're going to have some fun.
1: Brian, you played under uh, Coach Eddie Robinson. What words of wisdom or knowledge or maybe a life lesson uh, did he give you or something you think about on either a daily or a weekly basis?
7: Well, you know, Coach Rob, uh, you know, was there's a lot of conversations that I've had with Coach Rob, and I was just so fortunate not only to play under Coach Rob, but to grow up around it, and that was that was uh, something that I know for myself. At one time, I took for granted, you know, when you wake up and you're having the opportunity to be around this guy 24 uh, seven, you know, sometimes and when you hear other people say, "Wow, that's Eddie Robinson," you know. Sometimes it didn't really kick in, but I had a great four years under Eddie Robinson and and a great relationship with the Robinson family. And just, you know, he he really enforced the uh, academic values uh, and how to be a great guy and, and how to be a great husband and, and and, uh, how to go to get up in early in the morning and go to work and, Uh, and how to be a good American, and he was big on that. So I'd like to say, you know, he taught us how uh, about uh, uh, failure and how to handle failure and how to get up when adversity uh, strikes. So all those life lessons that he taught, in addition to the uh, athletic skills that he taught, uh, just made my life uh, just a tremendous success.
1: Uh, Growing up around this program, and, of course, we'll get into the uh, matchups here in a second, you were close friends and, of course, tight with uh, Broderick Fobs. And uh, your wildest dreams or his wildest dreams, did you ever see him as one, one day being the head coach of Grambling?
7: Actually, I did. You know, uh, this vision that Coach Fives and by the way, he's doing an exceptional job. And, you know, yeah, he's my little cousin. And, you know, I have a lot of control over him. So he, he'll, he'll be funny. That's he'll be laughing to hear about that. But I, we, we go back so far because I'm 10 months older than him. But I tell him that's 10 months wiser. But uh, but anyway, he's doing a great job at Gremlin, and yes, I did see this vision. Um, in fact, uh, Coach Fives has uh, been just like Coach Rob said; all he wanted to do was be a head coach. And the same goes for uh, Coach Fives. I, I mean, he grew up in, around football. His dad played uh, professional football and played college football in the Eddie Robinson. And we and he and I both was around all of those greats uh, that was around this Northeast Louisiana area, like Doug Williams, Charlie Tank Smith you know, Matthew Reed, you know, um, Shaq Harris and Everson Walls. So we grew up on the campuses, of, on the campus of Grandland State University, and I knew that as he traveled his, his time uh, playing the sport uh, from Pee Wee League to tackle to junior high, to high school and to college, uh, you know, um, he had a dream not only to be on the field uh, but actually to be the, the controller on the field as head coach. So, yes, he did have this vision.
1: We certainly look forward to this weekend's event, the fourth annual Eddie Robinson Classic, uh, four great matchups, and, of course, bringing in a number of bands. Tell us a little bit about the matchups on Saturday and, of course, the festivities, the schedule.
7: Well, you know, the schedule is going to start like this. At 1 p.m., we're going to open up the gates, and the uh, box office uh, will open tickets of $15, which will be for all four games. Um, And it's an in-and-out access um, um, that they will have. Um, there are groups. If you have a group of four, I mean, group of uh, 10 or more, um, those tickets will be, I mean, I'm sorry, it's a group of four or more. Those tickets will be combined, one purchase at uh, $12 each. Uh, kids five and under will get in free. So we open up gates and everything at one o'clock. Two o'clock is the first game. Uh, and that's going to be um, Lincoln Prep with the I 20 rivalry against uh, Arcadia. That's going to be a good one. Uh, and even halftime uh, at the post game of that uh we have two uh youth football program uh exhibition that's gonna happen uh with a team uh here with the Shell Leopards out of Monroe. We'll be playing um uh, a team uh, St. Landry's Tigers out of Opelousas. So we're bringing that youth football competition there. And then game two uh will be the Calvary Baptists and um and Ravel. They'll go head to head. I think there's some history, coaching history between Coach Bercy and Coach Ginn. And so they're excited about that. That halftime is going to be a performance by the Huntington uh, uh, High School marching band as well. And then we'll have a post-game uh, youth football that will be the team of sports Red Raiders against the St. Landry uh, Tigers 10-and-under as well. And then uh, third game will be, um, you know, a really good matchup. will be Faraday and uh, Northwest, Northwest being out of Opelousas. So uh, those two teams are going to uh, uh, really, really do some battle. They're probably equally – as talented, so oh, we're excited about that. Halftime of that game will be about a 250 to 300 member unity band, which we've brought about 10 to 10 to 12 bands that are coming to perform in the stands and on field. Then the fourth game will be the uh, the big game. Uh, will be the national ranked Evangelical uh, Christian Academy Eagles uh, will be battling our hometown uh, Union Parish uh, Farmers. So we're excited about that. I think we have a good lineup. Uh, you know, and, and good matchups, and it's going to be a great day all alone. So we'll have the kids' fun zone just outside of the uh, uh, home side of the stadium uh, as well as some good concession and food options. Uh,
1: Brian, I guess they can either buy them at the schools or they can uh, walk up Saturday, correct?
7: Right. We encourage everyone to uh, select a school. Uh, you can call them. They have the where they can pay it all over the phone, and I think that they what they do is they uh, leave the tickets that we'll call. I would encourage everyone to go to the schools or call the schools and purchase those tickets at ten dollars. Uh, but um, even if they don't get that opportunity, go buy them at the at the gate, and uh, that will be at the Fred uh, CIV, uh Assembly Center, just right behind the home side of the Eddie uh, Robinson Stadium, and purchase those uh, the, the tickets and uh, certainly enjoy the whole event itself.
1: Ryan, we look forward to seeing you Saturday, man. Appreciate for you appreciate you guys putting on this event. Thank you.
7: Okay, great. And thank you guys as well. And I also like to thank our presenting sponsor, Creed and Creed. He's been awesome. Him and him and his office have been awesome for uh, being a sponsor for the last three years. So we're excited. Thank you, B-Lo.
1: right. Eddie, thank you so much. The Eddie Robinson Classic on Saturday. Don't have enough time to run our little fancy uh, bumper for parting shots. We got Jake all riled up. You got anything you want to end on?
4: Uh, Redeem yourselves. <laughs> No, I stick by everything I said. We've got some text here, though, some really good ones. Hunter says, Jake's right, saying the Saints or LSU. (laughs) Why are they really good? This is good. Saying the Saints or LSU are number one in every category is unrealistic. Covering local sports is important, but I also like to hear what's going on outside of Louisiana. Let's just call everything as it is. Thank you, Hunter. Um, The best text I thought came from Sean Williams. He says, but think about it. This is the best. This is why I was getting upset. I was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. But they weren't offering actual, um, giving credence to their own arguments. Sean does here. He says, but think about it. The building storyline nationally is beginning to trend towards how Breeze ends his Hall of Fame career. Colin Cowherd, Nick Wright, for example, have begun have began entertaining the thought that he should, in fact, be considered in the GOAT conversation. And now the organization actually has the team in place that has the capability of getting Breeze to that multiple Super Bowl winner category. And that's something that neither Rodgers nor Favre has. Great argument. That I'm fine with. Uh, that I, I'm, I'm okay with. But just saying, you know, it should be the Saints just because it's Louisiana. I, I'm sorry, I can't I can't deal with
1: that. Drew Breeze at practice, of course. Uh, the Saints are having uh, practices with the Chargers this week. Literally an hour after practice, and the San Diego fans are out there in just uh, numbers chanting his name. The hometown boy, of course, that makes his off-season home in San Diego. Well-loved in San Diego after all these years.
4: Also, Richie says, you really want to piss them off? Make the Falcons number one. Uh, It
1: was a fun show today.
4: It was. Ronnie says uh, he and I moved the needle. So I guess so.
1: What do we got going on tomorrow? We're going to get uh, Joe Spadafora on the show for sure. Our high school previews will continue to roll along. we well, got to
4: break down the Bayou Jams a little bit more. I want to go through the top storylines for each game, each I, of the big games from from the um, Eddie Robinson and the uh, Bayou
1: Jam. Everybody have a fantastic day. The Edge is coming up next. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.
0: Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and white to listen live every day. Tune in at ESPN 977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.